0: Welcome to the Mob Mentality Podcast. This is the podcast made for moms of busy babies. And we have with us today a very, very busy mom that is just coming off of having her second little one and really just getting back even into the workforce, right?
1: Yes, yes. In fact, I still have four more weeks of leave before I get back in the hospital. So,
0: oh my gosh. So, we are catching her like in the midst of. All the chaos of having a newborn and a kind of toddler. Not quite yet, I feel like. It's still another little one. So, Caitlin, welcome, and I am so excited for you to be able to inspire and share some of your story with so many listeners today.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on here.
0: So, would you mind just giving us a little bit of background? Tell us, like, what you do professionally, how old your kiddos are.
1: Okay. So, my name's Caitlin. I'm a registered nurse. I work um, part-time usually at Norman Regional Health Plex. I work on an orthopedic floor. Um, So it's 12 hour shifts, but just a couple days a week. Uh, I have a husband who's an electrical engineer. I have a two-year-old. He just turned two a couple months ago. And then as Stacia said, we just had a baby eight weeks ago. So he's eight weeks old today. So um, right now I'm on maternity leave still. Um, my husband is back at work, so I'm with the kids all day long. So, uh,
0: what's um, a recent mom victory for you, even just this week?
1: Well, you know a recent mom victory. Yeah, it's so important to to acknowledge and celebrate victories because we we see everything that goes wrong, not what goes right, right?
0: That's right. Um,
1: You know, I was on time getting my kid to his parents' day out thing every day this week. And the week before, I was not. So that was my goal this week, and we did it.
0: (laughs) That is a big accomplishment. And whenever you have two, it becomes a whole lot harder to get out of the door.
1: You would not believe it until you experience it, would you?
0: (laughs) No. and I mean, having a three-year-old and then having the nine-month-old myself, I'm just like, it's like both of them want to be carried half the time. And you're like, okay, how are we how are we going to do this? And all the luggage that we seem to have with us, we have to take it everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. many
0: things. So Caitlin, I really even just wanted to have you on because you have a super impactful story. If you wouldn't mind sharing, it's like, I know that you started with David in the Inner Anthem Academy and kind of transition. You started training with David years ago and then we'll kind of like fast forward to where we're even at today. So how did that journey start for you? And then let's fast forward to where we're at even kind of like right now over the past two and a half years ago.
1: Okay. So probably like anybody else in the world, especially women, um, I've kind of struggled with weight and body (laughs) image. We didn't invite that fly here.
0: No, he's not invited to the podcast. Um,
1: So in high school, I found myself pretty overweight. I graduated at 185 pounds, so technically obese. Um, When I went to college, my husband and I made this uh, pact for like, we're going to get healthy. And both of us lost, like, I don't even know how much, but I got down to a healthy weight, kept it there for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, he did the same. And a couple of years later, my dad actually started working out with David. He was in a studio and just did workouts. We didn't really focus on nutrition. Um, but I started working out with him just for fun because I was getting married and I wanted to look killer in my wedding dress, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so ever since then, that was like 12 years ago, I have been working out with David. But through Pretty much after I got married, I was 21. So what happens when you're 21? You can get into bars. I went out a lot. I went to college, I graduated, but I had a social life too that revolved a lot around food and drinking. Mm -hmm. And in my mid-20s, I gained 45 pounds, I believe. And I got almost up to 200 pounds in my mid-20s. Um, and keep in mind all this time I was working out with David, but I didn't realize how bad my relationship with food had gotten. And that's really fast forward. It is. Yes. So we'll fast forward to, I think it was maybe 2017. He introduced me to counting macros
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that 100% changed my relationship with food. Up until that point, I saw food as the the barrier, the thing that kept me from achieving the weight that I wanted. Like, I loved food, but I hated it at the same time, because it's what was keeping me from my goal. And I knew that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't doing anything about it. Um, but he showed me that food is actually the tool to becoming healthy, like using food and eating it in the right proportions and distribution of the macronutrients. That's actually what helps you get there. It's not about holding back from food. It's not about, you know, keeping yourself away from it. It's just knowing what those numbers are. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. So even with, why do you feel like your relationship with food had gotten so bad?
1: (sighs) I don't know. I, I, I used it to entertain myself. Okay. And it's like, I don't know, maybe the more bad it is, like, if it's delicious, I I mean, I ate burgers and fries and beer. And it's like, that was fun. But it led to a place where I was so unhappy, because I had a closet full of clothes that I could not wear. I hated getting dressed. I hated uh summertime because I had to expose more of myself, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. And I can relate in so many different ways because like whenever I started my own health journey, it was basically like right in my early 20s and very similar. It's like I had gained 40 pounds and I was like, what the heck? Like none of my clothes fit. And it's like I wanted to say that I was confident and i was like putting out that i was confident but in all reality it's like i knew that i was extremely unhealthy i couldn't even run anymore i was like what is wrong with my body like my body just does not want to listen to what i'm telling it to do and that's a really bad feeling yeah yeah so i've said very much in the same boat of like okay or 20s and we're supposed to be like you know able to wear all these cute clothes and feel fantastic. And it's like, I don't like putting anything on in my closet and none of it even fits.
1: Yes. It's a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: So even if you don't mind, so now it's like yeah you have a two-year-old. So would you even share a little bit of like your journey on, you know, it's like getting pregnant when you first started even like paying more attention to your own health, but even how pregnancy impacted your health.
1: Yes. Okay. So we left off it. I started counting macros. Mm-hmm. I lost 50 pounds. My whole family lost weight. And they, I mean, my husband lost 40 pounds. My dad lost weight. My mom lost weight and we were all very happy, healthy, feeling good. Um, And I stayed there for three years before we got pregnant and getting pregnant was a process for us. Uh, we have male factor infertility. So, uh, we ended up having to do in vitro fertilization, which is a long process that can be kind of hard on the woman's body, but, uh, they take eggs from me, they took a sample of my husband and they made babies for us. And so. That's how we got our two-year-old. He, I entered that pregnancy at a healthy weight, but then, and, and I had been at a healthy weight for three, four years and feeling great, exercising, all the things. And that pregnancy, I just lost it. I lost the mindset. I, you know, you hear the things eating for two and all the excuses, I let that get to me and I should not have, but I did. And I gained 60 pounds with that pregnancy. Okay. And the whole way I, I told myself lies. I was like, well, when he's born, you'll breastfeed. It'll come right off. You've done it before. It's easy. And it didn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It didn't. And it was very hard mentally.
0: Yeah. What, would you mind like sharing some of that It's like mental head trash and like what, what some of that back and forth was that internal conflict with yourself?
1: I think I was just confused. I don't know if I, for one, I, I know I wasn't tracking. So that's, that's a lie right there to say, I know I'm doing all the right things. I'm eating what I'm supposed to. No, you're not. How do you know that? Um, people sent me and I'm so grateful for this. I was so loved after I had my baby, they sent all kinds of food. And instead of freezing it and using it here and there, I just gobbled it up because I was breastfeeding, right? You need more calories when you're breastfeeding. Those calories don't need to come from cookies. They, you know, you still have to have your distribution and make sure you're hitting your protein target. And I know for a fact I was not, even though at the time, I guess I was lying to myself and said that, well, you know what you're eating. You, you've you done this before. You don't mm-hmm. even need to track. You, you've got this. Um, and so time went on. And I think I shifted my focus of finding happiness in being a good mom. And while that does give you a lot of pleasure, there's still something missing. Like I knew I could, I was capable of more, but I didn't even know what it was. And I, it wasn't until David had this, you know, you and David are always putting inspirational videos, like reach out to me. And one of them just clicked. And I was like, I, I know I can do better. And I just cried. And so, yeah, unfortunately it it took way too long for me to do that. Cause we were already in the process of doing the embryo transfer for my second pregnancy. So I started my second pregnancy uh, 20 pounds heavier than I should have. But because I was in the Inner Anthem Academy, I was able to gain a much healthier amount of weight during pregnancy. And I just felt so much more in control. It, I'm grateful.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I think you said something so significant on it's like so we become a mom and especially as a first time mom it's like we want to do the very best that we possibly can and it's like we have this new little life and everything revolves around them and our main objective is like we want to be the best mom that we possibly can be and it is so so easy just to let yourself like become second best and or third best or the very last person that we even think about. And that's just not right. Like it, we think we're doing the best thing like for our kid and for our family. And it's like, when we're not well, there's just something in your gut. It's like, I'm not healthy. Like I'm not taking care of me. I'm not well. And how are we actually supposed to have the energy and the focus and the attention for baby and everybody else when we're just, putting ourselves on the back burner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was that do you even remember you're just like okay something just hit you right and you just cried do you remember what kind of things like went through your mind that you said I could be doing better but it's like what hit you that like, something's gonna change you No, know,
1: it was a story on Facebook. So I can't, I don't know what it was but I looked at. I had to look this up because I was curious. I sent a message to David, whatever the video was that he posted, I said, I watched this and it brought all the emotions. I cried tears that I didn't even know needed to come out. I'm yearning for more, but I feel stuck. I'm getting in my own way. I know all the objective tools and things I need to do. So why do I keep getting in my own way? I need help and I hate asking for it.
0: Why did you hate asking for it?
1: I think I had gotten so cocky and confident because I looked so good for three years that I was like, I don't need help. I've got this. He's already taught me all these things. So I felt stupid asking for help again.
0: (laughs) No, I've been there. And like you brought up numerous times, like you think you're doing all the right things. And then it's like, there's no, we we're so caught up in these feelings. It's like, I feel like I'm doing the right things. And it's like, we don't have any evidence. We don't have any proof to back it up. And I had a clinical supervisor once tell me that she was like, you know, your feelings aren't facts. And I was like, that always like stuck with me. And it still like has this like little punch and David uses it against me sometimes. And And because it's the truth and like, we feel like we know we're doing the right things or we have these tools. So we're like, I should be able to do this. Like it shouldn't be this hard. And bottom line is sometimes we need to push and we just need some help. Mm -hmm. What are some of those like limiting beliefs that you overcame and that you constantly even maybe even now have to challenge within yourself.
1: I, so one of my favorite phrases is pick your heart. I, whenever I find myself saying, oh my gosh, I have so much to do with these two little ones. It's too hard to sit here and trap my food. It's too hard to food prep and meal prep. You know what? Being obese is hard. Diabetes is hard. All these other things, those are hard. And if you don't do the hard thing of taking care of yourself, that's going to be the hard that you have to face later. And so that's that's something I had to knock down. It's not that hard. Put it in perspective. It's really not that hard. Um, And then another thing, David posted this video about finding or using discipline. Don't chase after motivation. Motivation is great. Finding motivation in videos, in quotes, whatever. Um, But discipline is what gets you through those times when motivation isn't there. And so I I told myself, you know, you can sit there and you're like, oh, I'm just, I cannot find the motivation to do this. Well, cool. Have the discipline to do it. Yeah. So.
0: You have turned into like your own best friend and your own coach. And I think like, so even for me, it's like working with women. And it's like, that is the overall goal. It was like these thoughts and like where you go with things like, okay, pick your heart. And it's like that's a, a harsh truth to have to actually tell yourself. It's like, I may feel like this is hard in the moment and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I don't feel like doing it, but you're right. Diabetes is hard not being around for your kids or able to participate in their activities and be part of these memories. Like that's hard. Mm -hmm. So you are like, you're, you are coaching yourself, which I think can be so inspiring to so many other women that your mindset can shift.
1: It can. And sometimes you need someone to help you dig in there, Yeah, but it can happen.
0: How did things look? So this, so you went through, you know, fertility issues and then it's like, y'all even had help getting pregnant and first pregnancy. We believed a lot of the lies that people tell us of, you know, we're eating for two and it's okay to do all these things and not really think about the aftermath that comes with that. And then you got pregnant again and we have second little baby and how did things look this second pregnancy that made it actually healthier for you and even for your whole family since you had already started doing this work?
1: Well, the fitness had always been there. Like I said, working out has never been an issue for me, but um the nutrition, like having the the discipline to track my my food every day so that I made sure I was hitting my target. I knew that I was fueling my body in a way that would more healthily grow a baby. Um I so with my first pregnancy, I actually did go to the ER twice. My my OB sent me because I had high blood pressure. And this time that didn't happen. Um even though I started at a heavier weight, so I ended up close to where I ended up last time because I started heavier but the weight gain was a healthier rate and I was eating the right things so I had a much healthier pregnancy my recovery was much faster um both both pregnancies I delivered with a C section but this one was so much so much better um I I got all the goodies in the food this time but I stuck it in the freezer I'm eating it appropriately i'm tracking it i still appreciate it so much but i'm not stubbing it down my throat
0: we don't live in that scarcity mindset anymore like we have to have it all we have to have it all right now because it's not going to be here later like it's your freezer Mm -hmm. you're going to invite over to steal your food (laughs) i hope nobody what What, uh, even you said it's like your recovery, even with the C-section was easier. Like, can you just even elaborate on like what made it easier this go around?
1: I, I really don't know what made it easier. I just had less pain. I didn't take the, you know, narcotic pain medicine as long this time. I was able to get up and move faster. Um, And it was, I mean, it's hard because this time I had a toddler and a newborn. So, you know, I can't lift my toddler, but I was still able to get down on the floor with him. And I know that that's because I took care of myself throughout pregnancy this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: How did taking care of yourself even like directly impact your family? Like whenever you even decided after even having one baby, like say, cause I feel like it was right in the middle of this. You're like, all right, something needs to change. But it's like, how did having, I call them our babies still. I'm like, two's not very old. So it's like having, you know, even a one-year-old, like how did you deciding to get back into caring for your own mental, physical health directly impact like your relationship with your family, your relationship with yourself?
1: Oh, I, it's one of those things where it happens so slowly you don't realize it. But once my mindset, once I got enrolled and started changing my mindset and getting healthier in my mind, my relationship with my husband got better. We made time for the two of us. Um, it's it's contagious, you know. Moods are contagious, and when it's when you're depressed and anxious, that spills into your whole family. Um, when you're taking care of yourself, that also spills into your family. And so I noticed just the tension in my household was gone um, after I started really paying attention to this. So
0: did you ever have any guilt with investing just resources like said, your time, your energy, your money, any of those things like into yourself?
1: I absolutely did. I, because we spent $8,000 trying to get pregnant, you know, IVF is not cheap. Um, And so then I felt guilty putting money toward myself, but it, it did not take but two days for me to see a difference and say, oh my gosh, this is worth every penny that you can't put a number on mental health. And I, I don't know, it's, yeah, yeah that, that guilt is gone now. Let's just say that.
0: That's amazing. Because I, I find that that seems just to be such like a reoccurring thing for moms, especially, but just even for women in general. It's like, I should be putting this money towards my home or my family or what my kids want to do and being able to take a step back. And like, there's not a price tag on being healthy, being present, being able to actually like be yourself instead of just mm-hmm. being a shell almost mm-hmm. yeah that's a big yeah. one
1: yeah you mentioned you know feeling guilty about not putting that money toward your house or toward your kids you really you are putting it toward your house and your kids if if you are putting it toward making yourself better your whole household benefits from that your kids benefit from that and so it's i don't know it's so important to see that
0: yeah what would you what would be some advice that you would give to i want you to give advice to to two women two in two different spots one that is trying to get pregnant that is like okay i'm not so healthy and i'm you know i want to have another baby and i'm getting pregnant and then the second one even a new mom that is like okay i don't want to end up in a state of like postpartum depression or just not unhealthy. What's some advice that you would give to those
1: two different women? So some people would probably say, why in the world did you jump into this when you're getting pregnant? That's not the time to try to lose weight. It's not about that. You know, having those tools throughout my pregnancy. Yes, it's kind of weird that I enrolled in this program and watched my weight go up instead of down but it was supposed to go up. And I watched it go up in a controlled fashion, the way it was supposed to be done. So don't think that you're not in the right stage of your life, wherever you are, to not start doing this. Now is the right time, no matter what. Um, If you're trying to get pregnant, don't wrap your whole life around that. Focus on being healthy. And that's where your happiness will come from. It won't come from getting pregnant. It'll come from taking care of yourself um because i i found that i i actually after i had my first baby the i i went back to work i wasn't losing the weight i ended up having to like up my antidepressants that i was already on and i didn't realize that what i really needed was to talk to somebody and get back into that right mindset so
0: that's so, so important. That's significant. Really significant. So what about, then, what about our second woman?
1: That's the the new mom.
0: Yep. The new
1: mom. Don't put all of your worth in your child. Don't, um, how can I say this? Don't find your happiness. Don't define your happiness in the kind of mom that you are yes it's important to be a good mom but you still have to have a sense of stealth um that's what put me where i was after raylan was born my first son was that i put all my energy into making sure his life was perfect or whatever and i didn't make sure my own life was taken care of so yes take care of that new precious life enjoy it but also keep your sense of self and feed yourself with what you need to be not feed, not food, but, you know, give yourself the type of attention that you deserve.
0: Yeah. Both of those, that is such good advice. And I think it's, it's hard truths that it's like, we feel like we're not being a good mom or like, Oh, I mean, I've had people come at me and, they said like oh you can't put yourself first like over your kids like what kind of mom are you and I'm like I feel like I'm a, actually a lot better mom because I take time for myself to even if it's just to go for a walk or instead to work out and like my kids are watching that like I would not have the patience or the energy to keep up with these little crazies if if I did not do those things so exactly such an important like I said important hard truth for women moms to be able to hear and to know, to give yourself that permission. Like it doesn't make you a bad mom. It doesn't make you a bad person for actually putting yourself at the top of the list.
1: Yes. I love that you preach that message. It is not, it is not out there enough. So just keep doing it every day, <laughs> please. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's super important for me to hear because it's one of those things that I feel like it, it really is at the core of even who I am and it, I've had to become this person. Like, even with you, it's like, you know, it's like, you've had to become this really strong minded, disciplined person and we can go through even different phases of life. It's like, we can have it. And then it could kind of flip away. And then we can have it again. And for you to be able to coach yourself, like, I think that is just so important. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. I appreciate you so much. And So Caitlin's been part of our academy for quite a while now. And I just, I know that you are uh, more than willing said to share and even be a resource. So if you don't mind, I want to be able to even just tag you in this so people can reach out if they have any questions or maybe just even need a little bit of inspiration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm very passionate about infertility. I'm also a nurse. So it's, you know, anything healthcare is awesome to me, but um, I'm still in the middle of getting back to where I want to be. I don't want to say back to, I'm looking forward, but I'm, I'm still in the middle of getting to a healthier weight. And so I'd love to have anyone along this journey with me.
0: Uh, that's awesome. And just like FYI, like you got released in like right at six weeks of even getting released. She was working out. Like you were All right I back. Couldn't wait. I know you messaged me even like days before you're like, I'm going to like, I'm getting right back to it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thanks everybody for listening. And I appreciate Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you.